and I'm arts editor of the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Each week I travel the state hearing, watching, enjoying the best Vermont has to offer in the arts. And I try to put it together and deliver it to you. It all culminates with the Vermont Arts section every Saturday in the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Okay, this is George Nostrand, and I'm here with Jim Lowe, and we're going to be discussing this week's Vermont Arts section. Uh, what do you have on tap for us this week, Jim? Well, the big exciting news is that Simon and Garfunkel are coming to the Paramount in Rutland on January 12th. Really? That is exciting. Well, sort of. Sort of. They call themselves <laughs> the, the next best thing, but one we shall see. Um, there seems to be a... Uh, conflagration of tribute or tribute bands showing up at the Paramount this season. That's a nice way to put it. And one wonders whether it would be better to hear people who create their own music. Yeah, I, you're, you're going to get me started on a, on a hot topic if you go there. But uh, it is pretty interesting. It's definitely a phenomenon, the whole tribute band thing. that uh, they, they certainly bring up plenty of them to the Paramount. I remember when it was a very occasional thing. You know, you just see a tribute band once a year, not even once a year, once every few years. And and I thought that was kind of neat. But it sort of attacks creativity, I think, to do it all the time. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's funny how people love to hear music that they already know um, and that they're familiar with. And I think it taps into that. And I think it taps into the whole nostalgia piece of music yeah. there people want to you know hear music that they heard as kids but uh i definitely feel like it it fills in a lot of slots that could be uh used for other types of art uh, i'm in agreement with you and just so this argument doesn't get into it is in classical music though people play the same pieces they hardly play them the same way right and right. that's what makes those interesting. The other interesting thing about that, this particular show is the two guys are actors. When they aren't doing, some, doing this, they may be on, in a stage play you see in New York. Mm. So I never thought of that, but I guess that's the way it is. There's definitely a whole show element. To, to, there's a theater in those aspect to those tribute bands. And speaking of creativity, we have a guy who is... 85, and he's about to have the first concert of his music ever. He's been composing all his life. Mm. For more than 30 years of that life, he was the president of the Granite Savings Bank in Barrie. And he, but he always wanted to compose, and he took odd lessons and, and wrote some stuff. Well, in recent years, he's been studying with Eric Nielsen, who is a very well-known Vermont composer and a very good one, and apparently a really good teacher. And they decided they're going to do a concert of George Milne's music nice. at the Barry Opera House on January 12th. Now, uh, Milne is a big name in Barry. Uh, it's partly because of this, <laughs> the Granite Savings Bank. But it should be really interesting to hear this music. He tells me there's nothing avant-garde about it. <laughs> he said it's pretty straightforward. But he has hired some of the best Central Vermont professional musicians, including singers, to do this. So I'm going. We'll skip the tribute band show for that. How about that? That sounds good to me. <laughs>
Hey, this is Maura Smiley, and you are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. Now, we're going to talk about another friend of mine, Glendon Ingalls, who is a bass player. He's also a trumpet player, but uh, Glendon, I know from playing in orchestras in classical music. But of course, he's also well-known in jazz circles, and probably a few other circles, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, he formed the Red Clover Trio. Surprisingly, they play at the Red Clover Inn. Mm -hmm. And they are celebrating five years on January 8th at the Red Clover. And I can't speak for the rest of the band because I don't know them. Mm -hmm. But I do know how good Glendon is. Mm -hmm. He's an excellent Mm -hmm. player. And I mean, he plays with the best orchestras in the state. So he's got to be good. So that might be worth checking out. Yeah, I actually wrote a a small piece for the reader a couple of years ago and went up there. And uh, the Red Clover Inn, first of all, is really beautiful. It's, It's off the beaten path. It doesn't feel like it's a resort type of thing on the Killington Strip. Um, and it's really nice kind of dining area that they play in dining room, living area. Um, and the, the trio is really great. They're really good. Well, I may actually go myself, even though I'm not a huge jazz fan. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Jim. And uh, we'll let you get back to finishing up your section. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Debo Maluji, and you are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, where I, George Nostrand, podcast engineer, take over the mic to introduce you to local artists for our Works in Progress section. Hey, this is George, and I realize that by the time you hear this, it will be in the new year, but uh, I'm starting this particular podcast at the end of the year, so I'm going to take advantage one more time of uh, dipping into the archives and sharing with you something that I've done previously. One gift that separates artists from the rest of the crowd is their ability to turn chaos into order. Nowhere is this magic more apparent than in the work of teachers. Phil Henry is a music teacher at West Rutland School, and I visited his classroom a while back while the students were preparing for an upcoming coffeehouse event. So uh, how long have you been doing these different groups here? You have, a, the, well, you have Rock Lab, mm-hmm. you have Jazz Band, mm-hmm. you have Acapella, and you, of course, Yep, and also a percussion world percussion ensemble that we're calling. Right there. Right there. <laughs> thank, thank you, Kaylee. Hold on. <laughs> no, this is fine. <laughs> Call, uh, a percussion class called Skip Stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a high school group. And by the way, these are, this is kind of a mix of, you can probably tell, of some middle schoolers and high schoolers yeah. mixed in. These, yeah. are, these are mostly middle schoolers. <laughs> uh.
Yeah, so anyway, I've been doing all of those except for the hip stuff, which is new this year. Um, of course, I've been here for 13 years, so I've been doing it that long. And actually, we've been doing our coffee house concerts for that long. We started um, just when I first came here. That was something that I, I stole from, from a colleague years ago that he used to do this. And it's been such a great opportunity for a lot of these kids to do something and pick their own songs yeah. and, and have their own things. <laughs> this happens all the time. <laughs> cool. And uh, do you feel like these performances are a critical part to doing music versus just doing it like in the classroom? Like, does that, uh, how does it help? Well, I have to say that it is one of the biggest recruitment um, pieces in terms of people joining chorus joining band joining rock band because that that it's that element of choice where it's not what somebody has told them they have to learn it's not you know it's not this okay we're doing a mozart piece this semester and that's what it is so much of it is is them having an emotional relationship to music and getting a chance to to share that with an audience and and my job is just to get them ready for it Paul Simon sound of silence. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. 